Well, hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for uh, listening here to the Film Survivor Podcast. Hope everybody had a happy new year. This is my uh, first podcast of the new year, 2018. Hard to believe. Uh, and uh, we are still, let's see, over a month or so away from Survivor Season 36, Ghost Island, which uh, debuts at the end of February. I think it's I think it's February 21st, I want to say. Could be the 28th. Uh, anyway, end of February. But anyway, uh, today, though, uh, as we kind of wait to get to Survivor season, uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of movie stuff coming up here because it's award season. And uh, speaking of award season, I just happened to attend my very first ever uh, actual awards ceremony out in Santa Monica, California, when myself and my wife, Danielle, uh, attended the Critics' Choice Awards last week. If you follow me on Twitter at Tom Santilli or my Facebook page, um, you probably saw a bunch of uh, photos and little Facebook lives that we were tweeting out uh, with our experiences there. But I wanted to go more in depth and kind of give everybody like a firsthand look at you know what we did out there and what it's like to be you know uh, literally rubbing shoulders with the stars. <laughs> so my guest on the podcast today is none other than my wife, Danielle Santilli. Hi, Danielle. Hi. <laughs> so you've been on the podcast before. This isn't yes. your first podcast ever. Yes. So I bring you out whenever we need the big ratings, of yep. course. Uh-huh. So we're starting off That's 2018 me. yeah, with a the, with the bang here. So, yeah, I wanted to, you know, it, it's, it's hard because I don't want to just, like, name drop and be like, oh, well, we saw this person, we saw this person. I wanted to kind of more get like you know just give people like what it's like to be in that room and give people the experience also as we go through this of course i'm a film critic uh and you are a film critic's wife and you see a lot of movies as well Uh so we might give a little bit of reaction uh to some of the awards too that were presented at this award ceremony okay so just so people know, uh, the Critics' Choice Awards, this was the 23rd annual Critics' Choice Awards. It was live on the CW Network last Thursday, January 11th, and uh, that award ceremony is put on by the BFCA, which is the Broadcast Film Critics Association. I am a member of the Broadcast Film Critics uh, in part because I am on Fox 2 in Detroit on the weekly show, Critically Speaking, uh, which is a movie show, half-hour movie show every Friday. Uh, and also, though, I also am a co-producer and do movie reviews for Movie Show Plus, which is a syndicated program, uh, which is really how I have the credentials to be a part of the BFCA. So if people are wondering, how did I get in that room anyway? Uh, we did not, we were not like wedding crashing or <laughs> award ceremony crashing. We we had uh, an actual ticket and <laughs> were invited out there. So these awards were cool because I had a vote in them. You know, I got to see... Uh, I got I got a say in what actually happened out there. So let's start at the very, very beginning, though. Um, I owe everything I do, of course, to my wife here. And it's going to be hard for me not to just pour uh, <laughs> adulation onto you here yeah. throughout the, the, the rest of this podcast. But truly, I'm a movie critic because of you. Uh, you encouraged me to kind of follow that path a little bit, which is my dream path. I'm a big movie fan. Anybody who knows me knows that. And uh, when the Critics' Choice Awards came up and i said to you for the first time hey i want to go to those things what were what were you thinking what what would what was this critics choice in your head as opposed to what you actually experienced um i really didn't know what to expect when 
we kind of talked about it. At first, I was like, am I going? Like, was that a saying we're going to go to the Critics' Choice or you're going to go to the Critics' Choice? Um, once I was able to get the time off of work and we got the tickets and it was, like, official, it still didn't, like, click until yeah. I think we were on the plane out there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we're actually going. Like, this is crazy. Um, and it was a whirlwind because uh, we were only there for about 24 hours. Yeah, we just hopped in and hopped out. Yeah, we flew in Thursday morning and left Friday afternoon. So we were not there for long. So really when we got in, it was like we needed to hurry and check in and get all ready and then find an Uber to take us there. <laughs> so it was really... She means uh, professional limo service right, that pulled yeah, us uh-huh. up to the, uh, the blue carpet. Uh-huh. Um yeah, so uh, I told you this a couple years ago, though. Like When I first got into the BFCA, it was kind of a big deal because, again, this is one of the premier groups. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously the Academy is the big award that everybody, you know, everybody wants and covets. That's like the granddaddy of them all. But you got the Hollywood Foreign Press does the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. And then other than, like, you know, the, uh, the peer groups, like the, the Screen Actors Guild and the Directors Guild, uh, the Critics' Choice have become... You know, in that conversation as one of the top kind of uh, award ceremonies at the end of every year. So once I got into this group, I knew it was a big deal. I knew I'd get a ticket. I know other critics in the area, such as Lee Thomas from the show or Greg Russell, who's the producer of Movie Show Plus. I know that those guys have gone out there uh, a couple times before, and I knew it would be really a good experience. So I told you before that, like as a bucket list kind of thing, and who knows how long you'll ever be a film critic because you know right. life changes, things happen. Uh, I knew that I wanted to go out there at least once. Right. So we missed it the last couple of years. We had a we have one year old, so yeah. I wasn't able to swing last year. Although I might have floated it out there. But I think, uh, no, I yeah, don't even think. I think down. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we got so we got out there. So let's start at the very beginning, like you said. We're, so the anticipation builds. We know that we're going out there. Um, I'll come back for a minute, but like the whole. The other whole part of the awards ceremony that I don't usually experience is I could usually care less about, like, red carpet. Right. And the whole, you know, uh, celebrity sightseeing, you know, every award show on television has, like, an hour-long red carpet special that goes ahead of it. The E! Channel, like, goes on and on about people's fashion. Right, right All right. that kind of shit. However, wasn't it cool, the whole getting ready process? Uh, give a plug for the place that you got ready, if you remember the name of it. You don't remember the name. Um, I don't remember the name. Via Dolce. Via Dolce, yes. In Santa Monica, or Venice Beach, I guess you could call it. But just talk about, like, you're getting prepped up now. Now you're out there. Talk about, like, the whole hair, makeup, getting a no, dress. I mean, it was it was really cool. I mean, I really only get my hair and makeup done for, like, weddings. And so it was kind of different to you know, be doing something more for a black tie event. Um, so that was really neat. It was definitely, like, I feel like once I was, like, ready, like, I had my hair done, my makeup done, you know, I had the dress on, then I was like, okay, like, this is really happening. But it was it was awesome. They did a fantastic job out there getting me ready. Um, it was actually a really fun experience. And... Yeah, I thought that was that was really great. The dress um, itself has a story too because the dress that you ended up wearing um, ended up not being the dress that you actually went out there yeah. with uh, originally. So what yeah. happened there? Yeah, um, I originally was wearing a dress that I was borrowing from my cousin, but it ended up being just it was just too big. Um, 
It was a beautiful dress. It was beautiful. I just couldn't pull it off. It was just too big. So we ended up on our way down to the airport, pretty much. We stopped at um, a bridal store, and I just ended up getting... David's bridal. uh, Who are you you wearing? Oh, this is David's bridal. Um, And I just found a black dress that happened to be on clearance, and it was my size, so... And it was beautiful. I got a very gorgeous, like, $200 dress for, like, 50 bucks. So that was awesome. All of the politics going on this year made it easy, too, because of the color. Um, Everything kind of was kind of like the whole blackout thing. Uh, Right. The the hashtag Time's Up movement. Um, So we kind of were, we knew that you were going to wear black. When you went into David's Bridal, you picked, like, five dresses. They were all black. And then that one... I'm not just saying it because it ended up being the cheapest one <laughs> and on clearance, but it really was like that when you put that dress on, we're both yeah. like, oh my God, that's the dress yeah. that you got to wear. So it was, it was perfect. Um, so the dress ended up, it fit perfectly. Uh, I think with uh, the hair, the makeup, the dress, it was, it was great. I felt like I belonged <laughs> in the company of celebrity. So I, of course, uh, Took you only so I could get in with celebrities when right, I got yep. out there because nobody wants to talk to me. You know this short Italian dude from Detroit. Uh, you were kind of my in, but we okay. So we get there. You know I, I have my tux on. You have your dress on. We were staying at a nice hotel in Venice area that had rates for the broadcast critics. Right. We Uber ourselves UberX over yeah. to the uh, Barker Hangar, yep. which is where the uh, Critics Choice Awards took place. Uh, some confusion getting in there. As far as the Uber driver, like, they turned him around, twisted him around. Yeah, I mean, it was I mean, it's what you would expect. You wouldn't expect it to be a smooth ride into the ceremony. Yeah. Like, it was a cluster. I think they were, they didn't do a great job of navigating everybody, I think. But when we pulled up, it was kind of neat because I was expecting, like, it to be very segregated mm-hmm. as far as, like, press yes. and, you know, the celebrities. Um, but we, right when we got out of the car, it was like, oh, there's Norman Reedus, like, right there in <laughs> yeah. front of my face. We so. like to, you turned around, and you're like, oh, my God, that's Norman Reedus. And, yeah. I was, and suddenly I was like, holy crap, we're actually at the broadcast right. film Right, so that was kind of neat. But then when we went and got picked up our tickets, then we were kind of segregated from them because yes. they were doing the carpet, and we were just kind of, like, hanging out, um, which was neat because then, like, as they filtered in, you got to see people. Um, it was kind of nice that we had that downtime in the beginning because you kind of could get your bearings a little bit, see who was there. During that part, people weren't really taking pictures. It wasn't like the let's hurry up and find people and take pictures time. It was like, okay, let's get a couple drinks. Let's just hang out, see who's here, feel out the situation. Um, I think we talked to a couple people. Yeah, well, we, we get in, and I gotta say too that it, it, it was—I thought it was very well ran for as many people that were there. You know, you felt the security presence. Um, you know, you felt—I uh, never felt like it was unsafe, kind of a thing, even oh. though it was outdoor, indoor, kind of a thing, because right. it was a hangar. So you're kind of like in this kind of a weird area. But uh, for as many people as there were, it was—it felt packed. Part of that I know, too, is if, if people are following the Critics' Choice Awards, they know that the, uh, just last year they combined uh, the BJTA, which is the Broadcast Journalists mm-hmm. uh, Television Association, I think it stands for. Uh, they combined with the BFCA so that we present movies and TV awards. So uh, not only does that make it cooler because there's all these TV awards uh, and all these TV personalities and actors and actresses there, but now you have double the people, right. double the critics, 
And that was that was cool for me because I'm more of a TV person anyway. Right. So for me, I was probably more excited to see like, you know, <laughs> like the Big Little Lies table or yeah. the Handmaid's Tale table than I was for like I don't know the post or whatever. You know, I don't know. I was just like, oh my gosh, there's you know the girl from Handmaid's Tale that I don't <laughs> even know her name, but I was like so excited to see her. Well, and we get in, and we're actually, right as we saw Norman read us, we kind of worked our way in. We our, The next spot that we saw, our people that we love, is uh, Pete Gardner and also Rachel Bloom, who oh, yeah. on uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which, by the way, it's a CW show. Uh, it's simply hilarious. If, you, yeah, if, any, if anybody's listening to this and hasn't watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, like, it's highly recommended. It's actually like a weird, like, it's like a comedy musical. Yeah, it's so, it's like a bizarre concept that works yes. somehow. It somehow works, and we love it, and the Pete Gardner character is just, like, the funniest guy in the show. Yeah. So we spotted them on the, I keep, red carpet, but it's actually the blue carpet at the Critics' Choice Awards. Uh, but we saw them, and then as we're kind of walking in, at, right down the front row, right behind us comes in Olivia Munn with her right. security unit. Which uh, Olivia Munn hosted the show, right? So like we're walking in, I'm like, oh my god, Olivia Munn's behind us, and you're like, oh my god, Sterling K. Brown's in front of us, yeah, and uh, from This Is Us, and so it was it was just surreal to like yeah. it, it was like we're excited, excited, and then boom, we're like in it, and you're you're with these celebrities, yeah, just kind of surreal. So uh, we mingled. There's like a cocktail hour. We had fun outside there. They had a cool like uh, froyo. Yeah, that was nice. Stand all set up. That was up. nice. They, they knew that it was my favorite, so they decided. <laughs> that was the gluten-free option that they had yes. promised you since they didn't yep. give you anything else on your plate. That's fine. Free drinks and froyo. I can handle that. <laughs> Hashtag celiac awareness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but when, when we walked into the room, my mind kind of blew, too. Like, so it was one thing where, like, in this area, everybody has tuxedos on, we're drinking, uh, we are eating froyo, we're looking at celebrities and kind of scanning the room to see who we can find. Mm-hmm. I see Benito Martinez, who was nominated for something, but he was uh, David Acevedo on The Shield, which was one of my favorite shows, and I'm like, oh my god, that's Acevedo. You're like, who's that? Yeah. Uh, he was talking to, I don't even know her name right now, but she plays Vanessa on Six Feet Under. Uh, so they're talking, I'm like, oh my god, we're like eavesdropping on their conversation. We wanted to talk to Rachel Bloom and Pete Gardner, but they got into a big conversation with Carrie Coon, and Tracy Letts, who are phenomenal actors. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Coon was just on Fargo, and if people saw her on The Leftovers, they know that she was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, we're seeing all these things happen, but we walk into the ballroom, and just the lights, the tables, like, it's suddenly you're on the award show. You're on the TV show that you watch at home. Yeah, yeah, it, was re- it really looked like an award show. <laughs> it was very, very cool. Um... It was definitely a lot of alcohol. Like, <laughs> holy moly. Between having, what was it, like three bars in the yes. place. And then they also had a ginormous bottle of champagne on the tables and two like bottles of wine. Like, 15 pounds, probably. Yeah, and they had two bottles of wine. Like, it was... For every table. It was crazy. So it was flowing. And we get in there, and I was really excited. We're by the front. We're by the stage. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, my gosh. And then we're like, okay, we're table 122. So we yeah, start looking like for way, a table. Yeah, way, like... <laughs> and we got the full tour of the room because yeah. we end up in walking to the very back corner. So yes. I keep joking, like... Yes, I had a ticket to the show, but, like, my ticket apparently was good enough to, like, just get us into the room. Because yes. we literally were the back table 
in the back corner. Yes. Even the wide shot crane uh, that appeared on television wasn't wide enough to right. get, get a shot of our, a glance of our table. Right. Well, we were barely at our table. We were also told by the other people that I had heard from, Greg and Greg Russell and Orly Thomas, we were told that the, the critics are mixed up at tables with celebrities. So the whole time we're just like, oh, I wonder who we're going to be yeah. sitting next to. And they were like, just kidding. Yeah. And when we asked everybody, like, oh, okay, oh, you're not famous? Oh, okay. Oh, you're just a film critic? Nothing, taking nothing away from uh, Mara Reinstein, nice friend of mine, yeah. uh, film yeah, critic. Yeah, she sat with us. Yeah, she was at the table. Uh, I met a n- nice and good new critic guy that I uh, am Facebook friends with now uh, from the LA Times. So we, we had fun. We met some critics at the table, yeah. but there wasn't. Uh, that was slight, a slight letdown when I first got there. I'm like, seriously, like I would have took yeah. Shark Tank table, you know, like whatever, yeah. you know, whoever it was. But you know, it was fine. I a part of me was like, a part of me felt like that's what was going to happen, that we wouldn't get like even there. Like, oh, we're going to sit with people. I'm like, yeah, I just I I feel like we're not. <laughs> But I don't know. I just, I was just excited to be there. And then, you know, once we kind of got the feel for the show during each of the commercial breaks, like everyone was up and wandering, you know, mingling. And um, the the people who actually, the celebrities that actually stayed by their seats were very, very gracious. Yeah. So very gracious. What you learn is, as you, as you quickly discovered, you were, you got very assertive, which was awesome because. As we're in the room, you kind of get a feel, like, every commercial break, everybody gets up, everybody starts mingling, and you see the critics approaching, you know, the different stars. So it it became, like, this game where, at some point, we almost weren't paying attention to the award show. We were kind of just biding our time, uh, making sure we had gone to the bathroom, making sure we had a, a drink, and... Then once the commercial break would happen, we would kind of go off and run around and see who we could run into. Yeah. Uh, the, the very first star that you saw, you're a big fan of, we've both seen his stand-up many times, was uh, Jim Gaffigan. Yes. Yeah. He was he was very nice. Um, we talked to him for like a brief second. But it was he awkward. looked like he was on his way somewhere, but I thought yeah. it was very nice. But it was awkward because it was the first one that we had encountered. Yeah. And like we literally, we walked past him and it, it's almost, as a celebrity, he probably knows that people are wanting pictures and stuff. So he walks by, he makes eye contact with both of us. You don't say anything. He walks by me and I go, hey, Jim. <laughs> and he's like, hey. And then he walks past me because I didn't know I didn't yeah. know exactly how to stop people. And so I, he walks all the way past me, but he still was looking behind because he kind of knew that we were being weird. We, he figured we were either stalking him or, right. or just maybe some shy green critics. So then he, he turned around and then you went up to him and I'm like, hey, would you mind giving, you know, taking a picture yeah. of my wife? And and that's how the Jim Gaffigan picture. But once that happened, you were like on fire. You were like, we're going to the Handmaid's Table. Well, once I realized that, that's I mean, everyone else was doing it, so I could see what celebrities were actually like not being snobby or being, you know. Then I was just like, okay. So I kind of like I could see who was there. I mean, I'll be honest, all like the super A list celebrities, like I like we even said we didn't even know Angelina Jolie was there. Yeah. Because she probably, like, sat at her table for, like, the one shot well, and then was gone the rest of the time. As we wandered at one point, we saw that there was actually a side or a front corner en- en- entrance and exit where they were doing, like, the, uh, it would be, like, the, where they do the press. Like, after they win the award, they go and, like, stand in front of the press. But there was a different entrance over there and different restrooms and different yeah. everything for, like, 
what you would consider to be the A-list A-listers. Right. Um, people that I noticed that were in the room that didn't mingle with critics were people like Nicole Kidman, yeah. Reese Witherspoon, Angelina Jolie, all the, the big names. Yeah. You know, uh, whereas people like uh, Taika Waititi, you know, is hanging out drinking even past the award show. Right, yeah. We'll talk more about him in a minute. That guy was pretty awesome. He's yeah. one of my favorite directors. Uh, However, Patrick Stewart is a huge name. Like, oh, my gosh. And the, he was amazing. He was super nice. And that was one that I was, I, I got nervous because, you know, again, we had already met a bunch of people. We had seen all these, you know, famous faces. And then you glance over, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's Patrick Stewart at that table. And you're like, let's go. And I'm like, I'm making excuses. I'm like, nah, there's a chair in the way. I don't know if we're going to be able to walk through that little space. And you're like pushing your way through (laughs) in the same kind of a Jim Gaffigan moment again. But as we get close to Patrick Stewart's table, I I go, Sir Patrick. And he just, you see his kind of eyes like, hmm, well, I heard my name somewhere. It must be somebody else about to bother me. And uh, it couldn't be further from the truth, oh, though. Oh, yeah. He was the nicest guy, and it was such... It was definitely one of the highlights of, of my night and my and I couldn't career. And I couldn't get over, like, we... I feel like we actually got a conversation with him. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he was probably the only celebrity that I actually feel like we... Aside from maybe the director guy. Like, I feel like we actually had, Taika like, a... I felt like I talked slightly with uh, good old Ed O'Neill. Oh, yeah. My idol. Yeah. Um... You know, and a couple of the kid actors, you know, uh, I talked to, uh, actually, you know, I talked to a few of them. I, I felt like I talked to Sean Baker at the end of the night, who was a director of Florida Project. Right. Uh, I talked to um, Jacob Tremblay, shook his hand. Mm-hmm. Talked to, uh, who's the other actress? McKenna Grace, who's a phenomenal young actress, uh, who was in the movie Gifted right. this year, as well as she plays the young Tanya Harding in the I, Tanya movie. Uh, but yeah, so Patrick Stewart... I really wanted uh, a photo with him, and I don't know who it was exactly. The person that he was there with uh, didn't allow him to take a photo, but he had even told us, he's like, a lot of people have asked for photos tonight, and I've told them no. He's like, but I'll, you know, I'll hook you up. Yeah. Um, I was telling him about my dad. My dad's a principal, huge Star Trek fan, had his arm around a cardboard cutout of Captain Picard, and it was a picture that was up yeah. in his office for years. So I was I was telling him about that and being like, how cool would it be if I got a picture with the actual yeah. uh, Picard? What also impressed him is we walked up and we talked about his show that was yeah. on Showtime, which Blunt is... Talk. Yeah, Blunt Talk, which... Uh, tell me about Blunt Talk. It's just hilarious. It was, <laughs> it's like, really... It was, like, kooky. Like, like kind of a bizarre comedy, but it was really funny. You've never like like you've never seen Patrick Stewart though really like he's such a crazy yeah egomaniac like it's a comedy for sure yeah and he's so funny and when I when that was the first thing I led with I'm like we love you in blunt talk he was kind of like oh yeah <laughs> like not uh, Star Trek and not X Men right. yeah um so I thought that kind of helped it also helped uh, when I told him we were from Detroit because the Detroit Film Critic Group actually nominated Patrick Stewart so when I mentioned that we were from Detroit he was like. Uh, really impressed by that and thanked our group. And not only did he thank our group, but I was telling him it was, yeah, it was pretty much me, okay? I was yeah. pushing for Logan this whole year. Anybody in the group knows I was pushing Logan hard yeah. this whole year. We got Patrick Stewart nominated. So, anyway, that was such a great, great experience. Yeah. I got a handshake out of it, even if he didn't give me the, the photo. Uh, it was, uh, it truly was one of the highlights. Yeah, it was very. What was the highlight of all the people you met? Because I know you met a few of celebrities too that. Um, you're huge fans of 
like uh, I, can we say her name on the on the air here? Orange is the new black. Yeah, I don't remember what her name. Samira is. Wiley. Samira Wiley. Well, I didn't want to name her character name. I didn't. Oh. I don't know because I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. All I hear is people yell it out whenever yeah. I see her. Um, she was awesome because not only was she amazing in Orange is the New Black, but she's amazing on Handmaid's Tale. So I thought that was really awesome. She was very sweet and very gracious when I you know went up to her. Um. I saw the girl from Leftovers on my way out of the bathroom. He was in the critic bathroom. Yeah, I was mixing with the regular folk. Yeah, she was, and she was very sweet. Um, uh, gosh, well, did you meet Elizabeth Moss, or you just kind of saw her? I didn't meet her. We ran into Walton Goggins a bunch of times. There was one time where he like ran past us. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that. He like sprinted past us. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, there was a dude I thought was Bill Camp who is uh, a phenomenal actor that everybody probably would see his face and be like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. He was in The Night Of. He played the cop in The Night oh, Of, which yeah, was the yeah. HBO series. I thought it was Bill Camp, and then as I got closer, I'm like, no, that wasn't Bill Camp. I later found out that it was Hans Zimmer, who is, like, of course, one of the most amazing composers in the history of the planet. So I was kind of mad that I didn't... Right. I had a moment to go up to that. I'm like, oh, it must be a Bill Camp lookalike. Yeah. And it's Hans Zimmer. Missed out on that. But Ed O'Neill, too. Again, we get oh, back to that. Oh, he was so... I, I, everyone... There was no one that we talked to that wasn't nice. Yeah. I feel like everyone was very, like, gracious, very polite, you know. Some people were more outgoing and more talkative than others, but there was no one that I felt, like, was snobby. Yeah. It was I, super cool. You know, of all the people... And he wasn't snobby at all. He was great. Uh... But he was a little more quick and blunt, was Ewan McGregor. Yeah, but I feel like we caught him kind of in the middle of a conversation with other people, too. Maybe we did. So, At that point, we didn't care. We were just pulling people out yeah, of Yeah, and that was, that was after did. the show was over. I mean, yeah. that was, like, during the after party. Um, and I feel like that was one of the only times we... Usually, most people are just kind of, like, sitting yeah. there, like, expecting people to I told to McKenna to Grace, the little actress again from Gifted, I told her I voted for her, and she, like blushed and got all excited like in, in, a, in a real way maybe she was acting i don't know, I know. <laughs> but she was very like oh my god you did oh my you know thank you so much and jacob tremblay i thought should have gotten nominated for an oscar for a room uh, a couple yeah. years ago not he the was... room but room <laughs> yeah he was amazing he's he's a cutie too so people listening to this um you know maybe they want to hear us name drop more of all these celebrities we ran into but the, the, the overall idea is that we, it was just so surreal really is the word i keep using that we were in this room with these people. Uh, but what you come away with is that it's just a bunch of normal people hanging out and having a good time. And uh, they were very, very gracious, very, very generous to the critics. And uh, it was just a really cool experience. Yeah. I I would do it again. <laughs> I'll, I'll, put, I'll put that up. And there. we might very well do it again. But yeah. as we talk about the actual uh, awards now... Um, I'm just going to briefly kind of breeze through, but The Shape of Water actually came out big at the Critics' Choice Awards. Uh, at the Golden Globes, it was three billboards. This year is kind of great for the Oscars. Uh, the, the nominations, by the way, Oscar nominations come out on Tuesday, uh, January 23rd this year. So that's what everybody's looking forward to right now. This time last year, it was all La La Land, Moonlight. Yeah. And right now, it's kind of open. Uh, and then with the Golden Globes happened, everybody thought that three billboards from Ebbing, Missouri was kind of pulling ahead. But the Critics' Choice Awards showed that Shape of Water is just as much into this as, as any other yeah. film. Uh, what, did, what did you think of Shape of Water, personally? 
Um, I like Three Billboards better. I thought Shape of Water, I mean, it was a beautiful looking movie, but I didn't love it. Like, the actual yeah. the actual movie itself, like, the storyline wasn't my favorite. Um, but, like, visually, I think it was very pretty. But, yeah, I don't know. Not my, it wasn't, it wasn't in my top. I agree, kind of. I, it didn't affect me like it does, did other critics. I didn't even have it in my top 20 this year. I'd probably give it, like, a B. Uh, but Guillermo de Toro won, he's been winning a lot of the, oh, actually, well, he won the Art Director Award, and, uh, you know, Shape of Water, again, just kind of is going off the chains. Yeah. Uh, however, Three Billboards did show up with wins for Frances McDormand for Best Actress, and also Sam Rockwell for uh, Supporting Actor. Yeah, I well deserved for both of them, they were fantastic yeah. in that movie. Sam Rockwell is pulling away, kind of, you know, early on it was William Defoe. Uh, Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, and mm-hmm. now it's pretty much looking like uh, Sam Rockwell is kind of the lead horse in the supporting yeah. actor category. Uh, Three Billboards also took home the Ensemble Award. Uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, it was solid. Mm-hmm. That movie was solid. That was one of my favorites this year. And if there's any two sure things that are kind of forming up right now, one is Best Actor Gary Oldman uh, for The Darkest Hour. He's mm-hmm. winning every award. Uh, it's not only a great performance, but it's kind of like a career award for a guy who's been in so many movies, has never really gotten that kind of, you know... Recognition. Uh, recognition. And then the other big one, of course, is supporting actress. It's like a done deal in my book, is Allison Janney for oh, I, yeah. I, Tanya. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Des- Well-deserved. Yeah, absolutely. I mentioned uh, Guillermo del Toro won Best Director for Shape of Water, Uh I was happy that the, in the screenplay the screenplay categories, uh, Jordan Peele uh, took home the victory for Get Out, which I thought yeah. was cool. That movie is gaining momentum. It's won a lot of best pictures from a lot of different places. That's uh, awesome. And it also won the award here for, uh, I want to say, a yeah, best uh, sci-fi horror movie this year was Get Out. I loved Get Out. I thought it was great. A solid movie. And an accessible movie. For yeah. people that hate stuffy award movies and critic shows, they're like, want some movies to root for, like Get Out is a good one. Yeah. Uh, in the adapted screenplay, though, Call Me By Your Name, uh, got the adapted screenplay win. That movie is still kind of hanging out. It's in all the conversations. Timothy Chalamet uh, did not win at our show, but again, like he's kind of in the hunt army hammer some people are saying maybe for supporting actor nomination uh i again kind of like with shape of water i did just didn't love call me by your name i thought it was yeah. like a nice movie uh but it just didn't really strike me in the way that i think it's striking other people i i didn't even get through it so i don't feel like yeah, I you, should you didn't even make it to the peach scene nope i did not and that's fine with me uh i did meet from that movie michael stuhlberg uh, who is the father in that movie. He's been in everything. He was actually in The Shape of Water. Uh, he's been in a ton of movies this year. People might also know him from uh, Boardwalk Empire, uh, but Michael Stuhlbarg was a very yeah. nice guy at the end of the night. He gave me yes, a, uh, he was very nice. You know, gave me a moment of his time. Uh, best Cinematography, I was happy to see Roger Deakins, the old veteran cinematographer Roger Deakins, won for Blade Runner 2049. Uh, let's see, Shape of Water took home uh, production design, Best editing, we had a tie. Really? Baby, <laughs> Baby Driver and Dunkirk uh, tied for that one. Uh, best costume design, you got Phantom Thread. I guess that makes sense. It's a movie about a tailor. Uh, best hair and makeup, Darkest Hour. 
just look at Gary Oldman, you know, disappear into his makeup and hair, uh, becoming Winston Churchill. Best visual effects, War for the Planet of the Apes, which I think is a good win. Uh, Andy Serkis, of course, early on people were talking about him being nominated for that movie, but still, uh, motion capture motion capture actors are not getting any kind of uh, love. Uh, so anyway, best animated feature, we got Coco. That's been sweeping pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. Best action movie, Wonder Woman over Logan. Give me a break. What do you think of Wonder Woman? I didn't see it. Didn't see Wonder Woman. Okay, there you go. Uh, however, yeah, we're, we were both super happy. One of the cool moments of the night was when uh, The Big Sick Yes, I was won. a big fan. B- big fan. Best of comedy. That was one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, my mom just told me it was one of the best movies she's seen all year. So mm-hmm. if, my, if your mom tells you something, especially my mom, mark it up. Uh, maybe the most awkward moment of the night, uh, James Franco uh, wins Best Actor in a Comedy for The Disaster Artist. Uh, the, <laughs> it was like a day or two earlier from the show, all the news broke about the sexual harassment right. allegations and yeah. misconduct with James Franco, he canceled an event that he had in New York uh, the day prior, and then he was a no-show at the Critics' Choice uh, after having just won at the Golden Gloves. And in fact, the entire Disaster Artist team, I don't believe, was at the Critics' Choice at all. So James Franco won, kind of got a little polite applause awkwardly from the crowd. Uh, That was kind of weird. Margot Robbie won Best Actress in a Comedy for the portrayal of Tiny Harding and I, Tanya. Uh, in the fade, foreign language film is just took the Golden Globe and this movie, so uh, that is emerging as a front runner as a foreign language film. Best song, a uh, little bit of an upset. It's a great song though. Remember me from Coco uh, took out the all the music from Greatest Showman. And uh, do you think it's because yeah. people didn't like the Greatest Showman? It's possible. That that's why it didn't get the love as far as music goes? It's possible. I was shocked, kind of, that that Coco's song won because uh, the song from Grace Showman that that keeps getting nominated was like an anthem for, like, self-pride and, like, you know, rising up. And so I felt like in this climate of, like, again, the the hashtag Time's Up and all that kind of thing, I thought that that song from The Greatest Showman, that the name of the song is escaping me right now, uh, I keep feeling like that was like a perfect song for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the broadcast film critics did not agree. And then the last award on the movie side of things was uh, the best score, went to also The Shape of Water. Again, they won four total awards, uh, which was the most out of any film. I will be honest, I do not remember some of these awards being presented as I was mingling or trying to scope out my next celebrity. Danielle's falling asleep here already. (laughs) I'm not. I was actually looking at the the TV ones. I didn't know if we were going to talk about any of these ones at all since it's TV. We can. Uh, we'll just kind of skim through though real quick. Yeah. The, the biggest upset, of course, of all, is the best animated series. I don't give a crap if you like Rick and Morty. Nothing is better than BoJack yeah, Horseman. Yeah, I agree. I uh, agree. BoJack won last year with Critics' Choice Awards. I was super happy about that. Got nominated. I thought it would win. But no, Rick and Morty apparently is better than BoJack. I don't think it's better, but I, I, I honestly, I think that had um, BoJack not won last year, it probably would have won. You think so? Yeah, because there's a lot of hype behind Rick and Morty. I mean, how many people have t- told us we need to watch the show? You know what I mean? Like, 
it has a lot of momentum behind it. We're even hearing it from our peers. Yeah, that's true. So. But you know what? Bojack all the way for me. Yeah. Uh, and then who cares about, the, you know, for the, the idea that there could be reality competition awards given out or reality show hosts given out and that Survivor and Jeff Probst is not even nominated is an, a total joke and just tells you... Uh, I, I love the BFCA, but apparently BFCA and Golden Globes are not two places you should look for uh, a good read on uh, what's going on in reality television. I mean, I, again, I, I know I'm no. biased because I love Survivor and I cover it, but like, there is no host on any reality TV show to this day that is more a part of the show oh. and does more for the show than Jeff Probst. I agree. I, I totally agree with that statement. But RuPaul was apparently the reality show host of the year uh, for RuPaul's Drag Race. Which I've never seen, so I don't know. But, yeah, it's still. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on, I'm not even going to mention the reality TV winners. The, <laughs> the big ones, yeah, the, the, the big news really was, it kind of continued the momentum again from the Golden Globes, was this uh, a show on Amazon that I have not heard of or even seen, is uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, it won Best Comedy and also Best Actress for uh, Rachel Brosnahan. So that's definitely one I'm going to check out maybe at some point. I've heard mixed things, actually, from my friends. They were talking about it yesterday, and some people were like, eh, it's cute, I guess. Like, it's... So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, Ted Danson won for The Good Place, Best Actor in a Comedy. Uh, Best Supporting Actor was Walton Goggins for Vice Principals. Uh, I was happy about this. I... You know, when when I was tweeting out stuff and quickly Facebooking stuff, I got a little bit of heat for this comment. It's not to take anything away from Walton Goggins' invoice principles, but my, my point was it's amazing that he has now won a critic's choice for vice principles and never for Justified or The Shield. He, wait, yeah. On two shows that he just absolutely crushed it. Yeah. And I, now, I agree yeah. that he was amazing that. I didn't see him in Vice Principles, but if he was anything as good as he was in those other two shows, then Especially he Especially Justified. It. I mean, he was great in The Shield, but his part kind of grew over the seasons. Mm-hmm. And then he just dominated it. I mean, Boy, yeah. Boyd Crowder. I remember his character name, and I haven't watched Justified in five years. Yeah. I mean, so... Uh, anyway, uh, best drama was of course *Handmaid's Tale*. I haven't seen that. I got to get on the wagon with uh, that. So good, such a good show. Still, pretty Little Lies, they did pretty well. Yeah, Pretty Little Lies uh, did well. Uh, um, or wait, Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. <laughs> big Little Lies, Pretty Little Liars. Whatever. Lie, there's lies in there. Yeah, Big Little Lies. What one? Li- best limited series. It won uh, best supporting actor for Alexander Skarsgård. Best Supporting Actress for Laura Dern, and also Best Actress for Nicole Kidman. Yeah, uh, so totally that one. dominated, yeah. Uh, Ewan McGregor, who we met, of course, uh, got Best Actor for Fargo. He plays a, a dual role. Uh, the Best Made for TV Movie, Wizard of Lies on HBO. HBO really kind of did well overall. Yeah. Uh, and then people, you were really happy with Ann Dowd winning. <sighs> yeah. For Handmaid's Tale. Best Supporting Actress. I only know her from The Leftovers again, which she was phenomenal. Yeah. But She's just as good, if not better. Yeah. She seemed genuinely interested, uh, or uh, genuinely surprised to kind of, and very gracious to be on stage. So that was cool. Yeah. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, Best Actor in a Drama. Elizabeth Moss for Drama Series for Handmaid's Tale. I know we're jumping around a lot, but uh, that pretty much does it. I guess Best Talk Show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, ended up taking... 
away. But once again, mm. the best talk shows this year were not nominated, in my opinion. Yeah, but we'll leave it I that. agree. But I'd say it was a it was a really very fast paced show. Like yeah. they really do. Like even on the commercial breaks, there's like a guy like counting down. Yeah. And I also, like, I can see why the when people are on the stage, like, giving their speeches, it's very intimidating, because you see the countdown clock, like, flashing, like, yeah. as they're talking. In, like, 800-point like, font. Like, there's yeah. huge letters on this big screen. So, it's very distracting. Like, I could see, like, it's already nerve-wracking to be up there, but then you have this, like, big screen, like, time's up, flashing at you. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, relax. And you don't play off Gary Oldman, by the way. Yeah. Great choice of words. You don't start playing off Gary Oldman, of all so, people. Of all people to start cueing the yeah. music. There's no orchestra pit here, so it was just some dude running right, a soundboard, yeah. hitting a button. But anyway, uh, the show was great. I, You know, so many highlights. It was so cool to be there. Another real quick little uh, gr- one of my favorite memories of the thing is uh, Brooklyn Prince winning the Best Young Actress oh, Award. Oh, she was so sweet. It was in, in was the so untelevised sweet. portion of the night. There was a the first hour of the show was untelevised. Uh, but Brooklyn Prince wins the Young Actress Award, yeah. goes on stage, and you would think that she just won the Lifetime Achievement Award. I mean, she was cry- I mean, her <laughs> speech was wonderful. I was crying. She's yeah. crying. I'm crying. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, it was it was really. She's like, thank you. This means so much to me, and uh, you know, I'd like to thank all the other nominees in the category. Like you could like, tell, like she really had. Oh, she was. She had something prepared. What I really liked about her speech is how, like, not only was she very gracious and emotional about winning it, but her the character that she played in that. It's really a sad story about just like these really underprivileged people who are right outside. Magic Kingdom if you know anything about the movie and she said right at the very end of her speech like this you know this goes out to all the real Moonies that's her character's name in the Mm -hmm. movie and that you know it's very I'm glad that even she like can even at a young age she recognizes that there are some really underprivileged people out there who don't have the stability and support that so many of us are fortunate to have and I thought that that was really reflective for her at such a young age to get that. That was that was really cool. It was very cool. It was very powerful. Yeah, it really was. It's and really too bad that it was part of the untelevised part. I think it, it was. was. It was probably the best moment from that first hour. Yeah. That, that oh, it hands wasn't down. Televised. And the thing about Brooklyn Prince, it'll be interesting to see what she does next because winning the Young Actress Award, you know, means that not only her performance, but that people think that she's one of the the best new up-and-coming actresses. But a lot of people criticize her role in Florida Project by saying that it's one of those movies, one of those roles where it's just like a kid playing a kid. Like, you know, and and that this isn't going to, we're not going to see more from Brooklyn Prince, whereas McKenna Grace has already kind of shown she can do anything. Jacob Tremblay looks like he's going to be around for a good long career. Uh... So it'll be interesting. I can't wait to see what Brooklyn Prince is doing. I think she told me when we talked to her. Uh, we found all the kids by the Froyo station, by the yeah. way. That's where we saw McKenna Grace, Jacob Tremblay, and uh, Brooklyn Prince was over <laughs> by the Froyo station, which was a huge hit. Yeah. But, I, was, I was there a couple times. <laughs> again, because they didn't offer yeah. you any gluten-free food. But anyway, I just wanted to, we wanted to share. We were super excited to be there. Uh, hopefully, you know, maybe it was fun listening to us, maybe it wasn't, but 
uh, we just wanted to kind of give our, uh, you know, our experiences out at the Critics' Choice Awards in Santa Monica. Flew out. It was over. Flew, yeah. You know, the next morning we woke up. We're like, were we just really there? What just yeah, happened? Yeah, it was, it was a total whirlwind, but totally worth it. Very awesome experience. Yep. So uh, that'll do it, though. You can find uh, more information out about all the winners uh, and losers uh, of the Critics' Choice Awards. Uh, it's on the website right now on my website, access.com, that I write for, access.com. If you just Google AXS Critics' Choice, uh, you'll be able to see it. But you want to follow me, at Tom Santilli. Big news, my wife has just joined Twitter, so you can now follow her as well. Give them your Twitter handle if you even know it. At Danny Como 13. That's D A N I K O M O 13. And don't worry, it's still the the weird, um, you know, the uh, mysterious egg that they put up there for her face. She hasn't uploaded a photo yet. Oh, gosh, yet. yeah. Uh, she's got to get some things going with her Twitter account. Yeah, I probably should. I think she has two followers at the moment. And one is you. One is me. So, but yeah, give Danielle some love on Twitter. Uh, she's joining that universe. Coming up on the podcast uh, next week, like I mentioned, the Oscars are the nominations are coming out. That's next week, dude, isn't it? It is. It is next Tuesday. The Academy Awards are going to be announced. The nominations. I'm going to have some form of a podcast where we're talking and breaking down the nominations and all that kind of fun stuff. As we lead towards Survivor Season 36, Ghost Island. Uh, so that'll do it for this episode. I would like to thank my lovely wife, Danielle, for your time and uh, all of your insight. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll do it. Everybody, follow me on Twitter. We will see you next week. Get ready for the Oscars. <laughs>